what is the minimum amount of assets under management I should have before I start my own RIA? That is today's question on the Transition to RIA question and answer series. It is question number 44. Hi, I'm Brad Wales with Transition to RIA, where I help you understand everything there is to know about why and how to transition to the RA model. Uh, so on today's question, I want to talk about something that I've, I've, I've seen pop up a lot lately, both uh, in, in articles, online articles. I see blog posts about it. I see people commenting on LinkedIn. Uh, I was just asked the same question. I was on a panel on an on a online conference here this week. Um, and so the question comes up quite a, quite a lot. And that is that question of, you know, how big should you be from an asset perspective before you start your own RA? So maybe before you leave wherever you are now to start your own RA or, or where is it better off apparently to start your own RA versus tucking into an established RA? And so I, I do hear it asked quite a bit. Um, and, and I wanted to, I wanted to come back and, 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 kind of dive a little deeper into it here. So I, I did do a previous question and answer um, uh, earlier, and you can go back, find it. I'll, I'll link it to it in the show notes. That just talks about some of the more kind of uh, basic components to the question. And I'll rehash some of those on this one. Things like what, what's the regulatory minimum to be able to do it. But the reason I wanted to expand on it here uh, is because, again, I, I keep seeing this question come up and, it, and it's frustrating for me to see sometimes how it's being answered. Now, I, I completely respect different opinions out there, and certainly I'm just one of those opinions. And I, I think it is good that we have different opinions out there. So, so folks like yourself can hear different perspectives, different angles, and, and make decisions for their own. But, but I also, for reasons I'm going to explain in this video here, I, I, I get frustrated sometimes because I think some of the people answering or the way they're answering that there's a, an agenda behind it. And I think it's only fair that if that is the case and you're the one answering in that regard, you, you need to make that clear to your audience of why you might be answering that. So I want to give you some examples of that here on this, on this question and answer so you can kind of be, be aware of it and then also give you my perspective on this as well to, to add into that conversation. So uh, again, what I don't like to see, and I've, I've seen this uh, a couple times here just recently, um, but, but certainly it's been happening for a while, is where someone will, will be posed that question, you know, hey, how big should, should you be before you start your own? And the, and the person gives an answer pretty quick in a, in a particular number. So they'll say, oh, 50 million in assets or 100 million in assets or, or whatever the 200 million, whatever the case may be. And they, they give this very definitive answer as if, Surely that there you go there we've drawn the line in the sand and that's that's absolutely the correct answer and there's no context necessarily given as to why they are expressing that that number is somehow the correct number and, and oh gosh if you're below that don't even consider it you you need to tuck into an existing firm and so I, I wanted to give you to start with two examples of where I think you have to be careful based on who's given that answer. Um, and, and, and this is not to, not, not to uh, demean any of the, the, the examples that I'm going to give, because these are very you know, knowledgeable professionals, but, but you sometimes have to ask yourself, okay, is there a, a kind of an agenda behind the scenes of how they might be answering the question? So first example, if you were to reach out to a custodian and talk to someone on that business development team of the custodian, again, I was one of those people once, not demeaning the role at all, some wonderful people, very knowledgeable, helpful people. But if you were to reach out to them and say, hey, I'm either thinking about starting my own RA or I'm thinking about maybe joining one, 
again, how, how big should I be before I even consider starting my own RA? And the, the thing is you have to ask yourself, okay, that custodian, most all custodians have some amount of minimums before they will enter into a custodial arrangement with you as an RA. And, and some, some custodians are uh, uh, open to startups essentially, um, but, but most of the bigger players do have some degree of minimums. And sometimes those minimums go say, as high as 100 million. So, so let's, let's assume you're talking to a custodian that, that has a, a minimum of 100 million. We'll, we'll just pick that number. And, and you have something less than that. You have 70 million. Well, if, if you're talking to that business development person and you say, well, should, am I big enough to start my own RA or should I tuck into one? Well, their solution that they're out there presenting to you, their custodial option can only accommodate is, or is only willing to accommodate RAs that have at least 100 million or could move 100 million to them. So if their answer to you is, oh yeah, go ahead, start your own RA 70 million or whatever your number is, is, is enough they can no longer help you because they can't, their business model says we won't accommodate a $70 million RA. So guess what? Their response is usually, oh, well, and, well if you're under hundred million, you should probably tuck in and because there's all kinds of variables and that's, that's why it's better. Now, per perhaps it might be better for you in your particular circumstances at that size and whatever other variables are involved to tuck into an existing RIA, but you do have to question, okay, is the, is the answer because of all those variables or is it solely because Unless I tuck in, I, I can otherwise not work with you, custodian, in any capacity. So that's that's the the feedback I'm getting. Uh, now, conversely, because we don't want to pick on just custodians, um, there are some wonderful RIA platforms out there that that would like you to join their firm again, a tuck in into an existing RIA platform. Uh, and generally, those folks have minimums as well, uh, just because the the economics and and the, and the the, the risk that they take on of adding a new advisor needs to make sense. So they say, okay, well, we, we do have some minimums, but, but at the end of the day, the business they are in is having advisors tuck into an existing RA in this case, their own RA. So if you go to them and say, I have 70 million, hundred million, 170 million, whatever the case may be and say, should I start? Am I big enough to start my own RA or should I tuck into a firm? Well, again, if you think about it, they're in the business of having you tuck into their firm. So what do you think their answer is going to be from, am I big enough to start my own RA or should I tuck into a firm? Naturally, they're going to probably say, oh, you're not big enough. You, you should tuck into a firm and we'd love to tell you about our solution. And so again, you have to come back to who's actually answering the question. Now, as long as that person prefaces it and says, you know, perhaps, okay, no, maybe you are big enough to start your own RA here's how that works. Here's what our solution is. Here's why you might choose one over the other. I, I think that's perfectly fine. But if the answer is just, oh, no, you're not big enough, you should tuck in and not any more context. Again, I, I think that's an unfair answer to be providing. Um, I even heard a story recently, I didn't hear it firsthand, but that there's an RA out there, apparently their response when asked that question is that if you have less than 1 billion in assets, you should be tucking in as in, as in, as if anything short of a billion, it does not make sense, a billion with a B, it does not make sense to have your own RIA. I, I mean, that's, that's incredible to, to, to suggest that anything less than a billion cannot make it work. There's some extraordinarily successful RAs well south, well south of a billion dollars. So I think, again, I think that was the agenda of that RIA because obviously they wanted people to plug in. Hey, that's their business model. Nothing wrong with that. Some great solutions, but you have to give that context. I think that's only being fair. 
Um, and so what I equate it to, it's kind of like asking, a, if you go to a, a parent that has multiple children and, and ask them, which one's your favorite child? You, you can't really answer that question, right? That, that's, a, that's an impossible question to answer with just you know, one word answer, the name of whatever that child is. And, 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 and I'd venture to say 99% of the time you ask parents that you know, they give that nuanced answer. They say, well, my, my son excels more in sports. That's where, that's where he has an edge. And my, my daughter maybe does better in academics or my other daughter uh, is very social, makes friends very easy. And so certainly, uh, if you give that nuanced answer, that's explainable, but it's, it's almost impossible to just give that, oh, just my son uh, as, as the answer. And so I think that's the same sort of thing when, when people ask, how big do I have to be to start my own? Right, again, it can't be answered in just one single number. Um, and so I did want to just dive into a couple of nuances here of how uh, the different variables that go into this and why it's not such a simple answer. So to just run through a couple of them real quick. Uh, so the first is regulatory minimums. Again, I did a whole separate question to answer on this. I'll link to it. Um, but uh, the short of that is uh, you do not have to have any assets to start your own RA. There's no regulatory minimum to have assets. Some RAs never have assets because they, that's not how they charge for their services or they don't directly manage the assets. They do a fee-for-service model or something like that. So zero is the correct answer of how much assets are you required to have to start your own RA. Um, and there is some, some factors. For instance, once you're above 100 million, you're SEC registered versus state registered. I did a whole question and answer on that as well. So there's some variables there, but nothing that precludes you from a regulatory perspective from starting your own RA. Um, next up, custodian minimums. I talked about this just a moment ago. Different custodians do have minimums. It depends on what your needs are and what custodian might be a good partner for you. Again, some, some have minimums. Some go as high as 100 million or more. Some are, some are much lower than that. So again, it, it factors in, okay, if you want to start your own RIA and you need a particular kind of custodial solution, can you even do that? Are you large enough to do that? Or are you better off in that instance, maybe tucking in and getting that instance scale that that RIA has? Uh, next up is the tuck-in minimum. Again, there are some wonderful RAs out there that would love to have you come join their firm, tuck into their firm, but they too have minimums. So you need to factor in, okay, should I start my own or tuck in? Well, you might love a particular tuck-in solution, but, but they might have minimums that exceed what you have as well. Um, and some, some RAs are, because they're carving out their niche, or have some pretty healthy minimums of where it starts, possibly into the hundreds of millions before it makes sense for them to say, okay, this would be great to have you join our firm. Uh, next up is technology minimum. So part of having your own RA is building out your own tech stack, as they say. Well, there's uh, pricing and scale that comes with that. So when you go to one of those vendors to establish a new relationship, some of them say, hey, we, we have a minimum of, and, and sometimes they express it in assets, other times in number of accounts, that you might not exceed, or they don't have a minimum, but the way they price it basically makes it prohibitive for smaller firms. It just doesn't make sense. And so if you want to access their solutions, you're, you're probably better off tucking into a firm that already has that bigger scale that can instantly provide you with that, that's, that access to those solutions. Um, also a thing, and, and much more nuanced, I've done a bunch of questions and answers on this, so I, so I can't fully answer it here, but is that, that, that Question of profitability. How big do I have to be to make it a profitable RA, to make it a successful RA? And, and again, there's, there's no simple answer to that. There are some 
extraordinarily successful and profitable sub $100 million RAs that run a very lean operation, sometimes solo practices, literally one person, not even support staff. Um, and then there are others that both smaller and larger, and, and however you want to define that, that are less profitable because they provide more services, have a higher uh, cost structure. So it runs the full gamut. There's no simple answer. So if someone, if you were to say, oh, what is it? What does it take to have a profitable RIA? How big do I have to be? And someone just gives you an answer that it's, it, it's, it cannot be that simplified. You have to dive into, well, what, what do you plan on offering as part of your service and your value proposition? And what's it going to cost to either build that out yourself or, or essentially outsource that if you tuck into a firm to supply that, those needed services? So again, not a simple answer on profitability. And then the last one is, is there ever a time that you are too big to tuck into a firm? Like, do you think, okay, once I get to 500 million, should I not even consider tucking into a firm? And I, I would tell you that's, that's not the case at all. Now, while having 500 million certainly makes having your own RA perhaps more accessible for all the reasons I talked about, you've, you've reached minimums with custodians, technology providers. Uh, there are some wonderful tuck-in solutions. And, and there are many examples of very large advisors and teams that have considered their options and they tuck into these firms because they say, hey, what these firms can provide me is either better than I can create on my own, or I just, I don't wanna be responsible for having to build some of that out. And I'd rather just partner with them and have them provide it for me. So there is no kind of maximum either where you should, oh gosh, once you're above a certain number, you should never consider tucking in. You should only start your own. I don't, don't let anyone tell you that either because then it comes down to what is important to you individually the services you want to provide, how you want to run your practice, and then what are the best solutions available to you and that you would want to consider using. So the main takeaway, there is no simple answer. If you see that question posed and someone gives a finite, quick, draws a line in the sand answer, for what it's worth, I'm not a fan of that. I don't think that's, I don't think that's fair to say. I, I, I don't even answer it. I won't even give a number if, if called upon it because I just think it's and whether people want to say that's dodging the question, I'll, I'll, I'll take that because it's just there's too many variables that are that are specific to each individual advisor and team that have to be addressed before you can try to give that kind of guidance. So I just caution you, careful with hearing that answer uh, provided. Ask yourself who is answering the question for you. Is there a, I don't want to say an agenda behind it, but are there limitations that they have, whether it's that custodian that can't otherwise help you unless they convince you to tuck in? Or is it that RIA that wants you to join their firm? So they're gonna guide you towards that solution. Again, consider who's answering the question. Lots of variables uh, in total involved in this. So like I said, my name is Brad Wales and I am with Transition to RA. And this is the sort of thing I help advisors with all day long is answering these sorts of questions. You know, how, how does the RA model work? How does a tuck-in work? What are the minimums required of all these different solutions? Why might I choose one option over another option? So happy to help you with that as well. If you're not already there, head on over to transitiontoria.com. Uh, that's my website. Lots of videos, podcasts, white papers, all kinds of information you can uh, you can easily uh, access to learn more about the RA model. Uh, and then the best thing to do, and, and it's uh, right at the top of the webpage and, and, and the body of the page as well, is just a contact link. Click on that. You can instantly and easily schedule a time to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with me uh, about this very subject. 
Because again, at the end of the day, it really comes down to your specific practice. While I try to provide a lot of information on these videos and podcasts, I, I can only do this because with a general audience on a, on a more macro level, the, the reality is it's important to get down into those micro details. So happy to do that with you. Jump out of the website, transition to ra.com. If you're listening to this on podcast, would love you uh, to review the podcast. Very much appreciate that. With that, I hope you found value on today's question and I'll see you on the next one.